0: The deep state is waging war on farmers, not just in America, but around the world. The implications could not be more significant. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Welcome everybody to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I'm your host, Alex Newman. And we're going to talk about the war on farmers today. The war on farmers became really obvious just in recent weeks with what's going on in Netherlands, uh, it very much looks like the Danish or the Dutch government is trying to shut down agriculture. I mean, the war on farmers has literally now reached violent proportions. They are uh, sending the police to go out and beat farmers. Uh, It's truly incredible. I will show you some clips from that in a moment. But uh, this is all under the guise of solving an alleged nitrogen problem. Uh, The Dutch government says they want to reduce uh, ammonia emissions to protect nature from evil farmers. And uh, For a lot of farmers, that means they are either going to have to shut down their business or completely restructure it to deal with this real non-problem. Now, what's happening in Holland is just the tip of the iceberg. In fact, I've been covering the war on farmers at the New American Magazine for over a decade. And we're going to connect some of those pieces today, folks. But this is happening. It's being orchestrated at a global level. There's an extremely sinister agenda behind it all. And uh, you'll see how the dots connect by the time we get to the end here. But this uh, Dutch government war on the farmers is actually driving some to suicide. It has caused uh, enormous Protests. The Dutch farmers are taking their tractors out. They're actually uh, spraying manure on uh, the houses and uh, buildings of the government. Um, they are actually uh, blocking highways. And they're doing all kinds of things to try to uh, express their displeasure with this. Uh, they're being told that they have to radically cull uh, their herds of animals. And I want to show you just uh, some, some clips of how the farmers are responding to this. All right. And they do have some friends uh, in Parliament as well. Uh, Gideon von Mayeren is a member of Parliament from the uh, Forum for Democracy Party. And uh, he was quoted saying, and and I'm quoting here, the expropriation plans of the cabinet are a downright declaration of war on the agricultural sector. Under false pretenses, farmers are being robbed of their land. Centuries old farms are being demolished and farmers' families are being totally destroyed. It is terrible to see that several farmers have now been driven to such desperation that they feel compelled to take firmer action to make their cries heard. Uh, he also called on the government to immediately stop what he described as the unlawful expropriation plans based on this nitrogen hoax. But folks, I, I want to show you that this is not a new phenomenon. It's not unique to the Netherlands. In fact, uh, under various pretexts, The war on farmers has been accelerating radically over the last decade. I want to go first to Brazil. In uh, 2013, I wrote an article for the New American magazine called Amid Federal Land Grab in Brazil, Whole Towns Evicted at Gunpoint. Again, this was 2013. And uh, during this, uh, we actually broke the story. You had uh, federal Brazilian police and military personnel, some of them actually wearing UN uniforms, forcibly relocating entire towns, right? These were entire farming and ranching towns in Brazil that were being relocated. They were literally holding these villagers at gunpoint, telling them to demolish their own homes, take down their own homes, pack everything up, and get out of there. Uh, Supposedly, they were going to give all these huge, huge tracts of land, I mean, massive, unbelievably huge tracts of land to a, a tiny group of Indians whose ancestors supposedly once lived in that area. Of course, I actually talked to the leader of these Indians, the chief of the Indians. And he told me, no, that's not our land. That's never been our land. In fact, our people never even lived in that kind of ecosystem. This is the government doing what the government wants to do. So the the excuse for stealing all this farmland, the excuse for shuttering all these farms and ranches was to uh, give some land to the Indians. And it turned out the Indians didn't even recognize it as theirs. Pretty amazing. Uh, And yet it happened in almost complete silence. The American media was almost completely missing in action. Uh, In 2012, the year before that, I actually did my first really major piece on what was happening in South Africa. I I lived in Brazil. I also lived in South Africa. So I follow the news there pretty closely. And what was becoming very obvious in South Africa was that um, there was a war on farmers. Now, it's not just farmers who are under attack, but the war on farmers has become so horrific that it's made international headlines. In fact, Donald Trump tweeted about the mass killings of these farmers in South Africa. These are some of the most productive farmers on the face of the planet, they literally feed Africa, and yet you have government instigated, government encouraged mass murder and horrible torture of these farmers. In fact, it's gotten so bad that there's a, a hill on a highway um, in uh, in South Africa, and it's a monument. Uh, to the victims of what they call Place Morde. They even have a word for it in Afrikaans, the farm murders. And uh, it's absolutely horrific, folks. Uh, there's, uh, each little cross represents one of the victims, and there are thousands of these. Uh, one of the crosses was put there in 2011. It was a two-year-old child, Wilhelmine Putgitter. And uh, this was a little girl who was executed on her family's farm. Her parents were murdered too. Uh, Her dad was hacked to death with a machete. And uh, when the killers left, they tied a note to the gate. They said, we killed them and we're coming back. But that's one of just tens of thousands of farm attacks that have plagued South Africa since uh, the, the communists came to power. And uh, folks, it is horrific. And again, it's it's very hard to farm under these conditions. And it's gotten so bad now that the government is openly uh, encouraging this. Uh, the former president actually was singing songs on television, calling for kill the farmer, bring me my machine gun. We're gonna kill the farmer. Watch. Si so ba tu tu Si so ba tu tu bu la shaya Si zo goshaia, u zo balega tiu. Si Yeah, kill the farmer. What a great idea. Until you don't have any food left, then maybe killing the farmer wasn't such a great idea. But folks, today, the uh, ruling regime down there, and they've been working on this for a couple of years now, is trying to steal the farmer's land without compensation. They call it expropriation without compensation. It's part of what they call the new democratic revolution. It's the second phase of the communist revolution. The first phase, they allowed some markets to remain. The second phase is when they actually start collectivizing everything, including the land, including the farms, including the businesses. And folks, uh, it's going to end in South Africa, just like it has everywhere. But remember, these farmers are literally feeding Africa. South Africa's farmers are among the most productive in the world, and they are now facing absolute terror on a, daily ba- on a daily basis, it's horrific. Um, and you might think, well, hey, this is just the communists, uh, you know, doing their thing. Well, in communist China, which is already communist, they're doing the same thing. Again, 2013, folks, I wrote an article at the New American: Communist Chinese regime forcing a rural population into cities. And uh, what was happening? The the dictatorship there, the most murderous in the world, uh, actually came up with this plan where they were going to force hundreds of millions of farmers, of rural peasants, from their rural areas into these mega cities that the regime was building across the nation. And they were gonna try to use uh, incentives like money, but they were very clear that if that didn't work, they were just gonna do it at gunpoint. And that has been happening now for years, folks. They're taking these small-scale farmers and they're moving them off into the cities. Now, supposedly, this is uh, to improve efficiency. They say that these small farmers are not efficient enough, and so they need the big, uh, massive, mechanized, collective farms to come in and take their place. Uh, Of course, China has a long history of this uh, preposterous and deadly central planning when it comes to food. In fact, uh, Chairman Mao, the mass murderer brought to power by help of the deep state in the United States, we've done a whole episode on that, uh, literally killed tens of millions of people through starvation. And uh, almost everybody who's looked at this says it was deliberate uh, under the guise of forcing industrialization on China. Uh, It's uh, pretty sick what they did. And Who knows what will happen with this? They claim, again, it's for efficiency, but I suspect it's not. Now, again, we've got South America, this is happening. We've got Africa, this is happening. We've got Asia, this is happening. And of course, it's happening in America. Uh, For many, many years now, the government in Washington DC, there was a brief pause during the Trump administration, but for years, the government in Washington DC has been trying to bankrupt small, independent farmers and ranchers. And they have a lot of different tactics that they use. Uh, They've been very, very successful in crushing the small American farm and, and um, basically corporatizing it all into these massive mega ag- agro businesses, they call them agribusinesses. And uh, now they've got a new attack, right? Um, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has proposed this rule that will bankrupt the small farms that have somehow managed to survive. Uh, This is uh, under the guise of solving climate change. They're forcing public companies to disclose their emissions up and down the value chain, which means uh, ultimately they're going to end up forcing these small farmers to try to figure this out. But, of course, that is unworkable. Uh, Actually, uh, Congressman John Rose of Tennessee and uh, 100 other lawmakers, in fact more than 100, just sent a letter to the SEC Uh, blasting this rule called enhanced and standardization of climate related disclosures for investors and according to the letter uh, this is going to block farmers from working with public companies and may end up bankrupting the ones that have stayed alive so far again over 118 uh, members of congress signed this and this is what they said uh, to do business with public companies small farms would be required to disclose a significant amount of climate related information Unlike large corporations, small farms do not have full scale compliance departments. They went on to say that uh, it is not within the purview of the SEC to regulate farmers and ranchers, which is what this rule would do by requiring public companies to disclose their scope three greenhouse gas emissions. Now, it's not just members of Congress that are upset about this. The American Farm Bureau Federation has also come out and said that this would devastate small farmers. Uh, They said that this requirement to report the so-called scope three greenhouse gas emissions would effectively force farmers and ranchers to track and report these. Uh, Congressman John Rose went on to say that the SEC has clearly overstepped its bounds and proposed a rule that would have a devastating effect on our farmers. They should listen to farmers and reverse this terrible proposal before putting our entire nationwide supply of safe and affordable food and agricultural products at risk. Of course, the Biden administration is not just trying to destroy small farmers and ranchers. They're also trying to destroy our energy industry, and they've done a very good job of it. In fact, uh, we did a cover story on this uh, early on in the Biden administration. It was in April of 2021, shortly after the administration came in, uh, and that is continuing. And yet uh, Joe Biden had the nerve, and I shouldn't say Joe Biden. The guy probably doesn't even know what day of the week it is. His handlers wrote a tweet for him. Sounded just like Hugo Chavez. I mean, literally, this guy's ordering gas stations to, to lower their prices because it's a time of war. Folks, this is so ludicrous that even Jeff Bezos, the totalitarian that runs Amazon, uh, has called him out. Uh, this is incredible, folks. They're destroying our energy production, destroying our energy infrastructure. America was energy independent under Donald Trump for the first time since Eisenhower. And yet now the Biden administration has ruined all that on purpose. And they're blaming Gas station owners, by the way, folks, the vast majority of gas stations are owned by small businesses, families or individuals, the vast majority of them and their profit margin on gasoline is razor thin, folks. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what the government is getting in taxes every time you buy a gallon. And of course, the, the big mega banks are helping this along. Uh, just last week, we heard an interview with uh, West Virginia State Treasurer Riley Moore, who is now taking on the woke megabanks that are pushing this uh, ESG, environmental, social and governance metrics that will not only destroy our energy infrastructure, but uh, huge swaths of our economy, folks. So I want to connect the dots for you now. Um, this war on our farmers is not just domestic. It is global. In fact, we did a, a whole episode recently on the engineered Controlled demolition of our food supply and the shortages that are already starting to emerge. It's going to get worse, of course. But uh, the objective is not just to starve people. And of course, top uh, people around the world, including the head of the World Food Program at the UN, are warning that famine and hunger are going to be massive and widespread in the months and years ahead as a result of all this. But uh, folks, there is a method to the madness. These people are not stupid, they know exactly what they are doing. So I want to go back to 1974 when U.S. National Security Advisor Henry Kissinger put out this insane National Security Study Memorandum 200. Uh, The subtext was implications of worldwide population growth for U.S. security and overseas interests. This so-called study ludicrously claimed that there were too many people on the planet and that this was uh, a threat to the national security of the United States, and Kissinger proposed using food as a weapon to get these governments to implement the kind of policies they wanted, especially population control, more contraception, more abortion, more sterilization. Okay, folks, this was back in the mid-1970s. And um, they were dead serious about it, folks. And if you think that they have changed their tune, you are kidding yourself. Now, uh, early on in the COVID uh, pandemic engineered by the deep state, and the Rockefeller Foundation was, of course, a major player in that with their 2010 report, outlining how governments should respond. And incidentally, that's how governments did respond. Uh, The Rockefeller Foundation put out this report in 2020 called Reset the Table, Meeting the Moment to Transform the U.S. Food System. Hmm, man, these Rockefeller people, they just have incredible timing. Uh, If you read this document, they basically argue that we need to completely overhaul the U.S. food system to focus on, quote-unquote, social justice and protecting the environment. We need sustainable agriculture. And, of course, mom-and-pop farms, small ranchers, independent producers are not sustainable in their view. In fact, they can't even keep track of their climate emissions. How in the world can they be sustainable? Right. So, folks, this is where they're going with this. Now, the World Economic Forum is also a huge player in this. Uh, they are focusing on pushing this crazy idea that you need to eat bugs as a sustainable source of protein. They're also developing around the world these things that they call food innovation hubs to, quote, transform food systems. So uh, back in November of 2020, they announced that the European Food Innovation Hub would be created in, of all places, the Netherlands. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and of course, the uh, sellout prime minister of the Netherlands, uh, Prime Minister Rutte, announced that his country was going to be a big player in this. They're going to be putting tax money into the global coordinating secretariat of the food innovation hubs, which will operate from the Netherlands. Folks, You're starting to see where this is going, folks. They don't want independent ranchers and farmers who can feed their communities. They want to control the food supply. Why do they want to control the food supply? Well, partly so they can make money, but partly so they can use it as a weapon against you. Now, again, back in 2013, uh, we reported at the New American, I did an article called UN Let Them Eat Bugs. And uh, this is what I said. As part of its drive for global so-called sustainability, the United Nations has a new suggestion for the people of the world. Eat bugs instead of burgers. Okay, that's uh, from our 2013 article, folks. We've been warning you for a decade about this, and now it's coming to fruition. Uh, You've got these uh, recommendations in a report by the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization, which incidentally is and has been run by communists and tyrants for a very long time. Uh, And they tout this uh, idea of eating edible insects to bring about Food security and to make farming sustainable. The propaganda is coming from the NPR, from the BBC, from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This is all tax funded propaganda designed to make you think that eating bugs is good and healthy and wholesome and sustainable and nutritious and all the rest of it. Frankly, folks, I'm not planning to eat any bugs. Uh, and I hope you won't either. But this is where they're going, folks. And uh, if you think they're making all these investments for your benefit, uh, you're kidding yourselves, right? Uh, Bill Gates, Al Gore, Jeff Bezos, they're all invested in this lab-grown Franken meat and this weirdo uh, milk that they're pushing. And uh, I mean, the the World Economic Forum even just came out and and said it openly a couple years ago, we can be conditioned to eat weeds and bugs to save us from climate change. So folks, this war on ranchers, this war on farmers is real, it's global, and it is designed to bring you under control. If you're hungry, if your family's hungry, there's a lot of things that you would be willing to do and accept that you wouldn't under normal circumstances. So that's what the deep state is up to, folks. We will be back with much more next week. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, God bless you all if you enjoyed this video please make sure to subscribe hit like hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos and also please make sure to share this video with your friends email is a great way to do it remember there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country we need to work together expose those behind the deep state otherwise you can kiss your liberties goodbye